Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Our guest today is Anne Gatling-Haynes, the Chief Transactions Officer for the Austin Economic Development Corporation, or AEDC, as we'll refer to it now. Anne, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm really glad to be here. Well, to kick it, to kick it off, what is the AEDC? The AEDC is a nonprofit governmental agency that is uh, a lot of cities set them up to kind of work between public and private sector, generally trying to make sure community interests, public policy are able to take place in, in private let's say projects, programs, or otherwise. Our organization is hyper-focused on more real estate issues, sort of planning to development, um, and specifically projects that are complex um, and certainly ones that involve the city departments, uh, have city funding in them, but perhaps uh, may be executed by a private entity. So we're kind of a good in-between to make sure that projects are executed with the public in mind. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and we do a lot of things, but that's what we're focused on right now. And though the program, I mean, I think publicly, the program has been in the works at the city level for a number of years. I started reading about it probably, I don't know, maybe it seems longer than though, maybe two years ago. Um, sure. It had been, been developed and it was on a shelf figuratively at council or at city hall. And they got some, got some push, some oomph behind it to get it going. Because you, I believe, were employee number one or number two. I am. I, I was employee number one. And uh, we now have three, which is exciting. Uh, but yeah, as a startup, I mean, it really takes often, you know, three, five, six years some, for someone to have a vision and realize the need for something like this. But then you have to get, you know, money behind it to kick it off. And sometimes that just takes at least a political term or folks that are really a coalition of people that really want to see it happen. So Austin made it happen, which is pretty exciting. And then what is the, I mean, so just for, for the average Austin night, what is the goal of ADC in terms of on the real estate, in, in real estate? Especially in real estate, um, I think one of the reasons why it came into existence is there are a lot of development projects that are city-led, um, but often cities from regulatory to financial reasons just don't move at the speed of real estate. And as you know, the real estate industry here is probably about the fastest in the country and the city's growing like crazy. But you know what we don't wanna lose in a lot of these projects is that which benefits the public and community, right? So it's about having an entity that can move a little bit faster, like the speed of the market, but certainly has the same mission or objectives that city um, and city leadership has. What kind of projects are, and I was checking your site out earlier today, mm -hmm. I know there are several projects in the works, I think six or so, um, you know, I'm looking, I was looking at too, the cultural trust for creative space, but I think, which I think, I know, I know, I know resonates across <laughs> at least the urban core, downtown Austin and the South Central waterfront, which is, uh, yeah, for those who are aware of the Austin, where the Austin American Statesman is just on the east side of I-35, um, which is going to go from there to the, you know, kind of almost to the long center on the, on the shoreline. Exactly. Just work, you know, one, what, um, how did y'all, how did these projects become, come under the purview of ADC? One, and Great then I'd love, love to get some more elaboration on these two projects, again, the Cultural Trust for Creative Space and the South Central Waterfront. And we'll put, we'll put information in all the projects in the show notes. Um, but yeah, can you elaborate just on how your, your, your entity was assigned projects or found projects? And then let's talk about these two. 
Yeah, no, good question. Um, so in part, I think what pushed over the edge the desire to have an AADC is the realization that South Central Waterfront was such an important extension of downtown. Uh, it's mostly privately owned parcels. Uh, unlike Mueller Airport, which was a city property that then got developed, the city had a lot more control there. In this case, I think the city wanted to make sure the public benefits of what was envisioned in the 2016 plan were kind of enacted. And that really comes from having an organization, a person, a quarterback, literally getting up every morning thinking about that district, making the relationships with developers, making sure that different financial tools or other resources are coming to the site to kind of make sure that the public sector benefits are there. And so I think that um, they'd been talking about AADC, but when after 2016, when they started talking about South Central, they realized, hey, you know what, this is definitely the kind of project that something like an AADC would be perfect at. So they kind of came up about the same time. Um, and I do think that every other city's waterfront districts always have either a special purpose development corporation or an organization that's like essentially chartered with the day-to-day -day management role of that district. Um, as we know, uh, South Central Waterfront is definitely moving forward. Some properties have already been developed. Um, and one in particular at the Statesman site has looked at the original 2016 vision and tried to meet those expectations in a privately led uh, project. But because of the extensive amount of public investment that would be necessary to achieve like eight acres of a park and a major street that's going to be used by multiple parcels, um, there will be a role for public investment in that project, just to assure that the public entities or elements are really truly um, benefiting the public. So, um, so we're going to be working with that developer, but others that are on that site. Um, and ideally, with any public finance tool or any of the regulatory processes, we're kind of the go-between ombuds person. Uh, we just try and make sure that at the end of the day, the public benefit is achieved and the site is developed out so that it really truly is a part of Austin and not what, does, what happens if you don't have someone in that role, you will get more suburbanized parcels that are kind of isolated buildings surrounded by parking lots. And we don't want that. I don't think not in downtown Austin where we need so many things. Oh no, oh no. Yeah. Uh, so. And then on the cultural trust for, for creative space. Yeah, so that one is more of a program management role. So the other one is more of a district management uh, public developer role. And the, the cultural trust is a program where the city has asked us with three different buckets of money to identify projects that they can invest in so that we have more permanent creative space infrastructure so that we can actually, especially with rents rising and taxes rising for all of our fairly, I would say, different versions of fragile arts, music, and culture organizations, how do we assure that they can stay in place so that as the market gets hotter and hotter, we don't lose that, which is the DNA of the city, which is creativity. Um, so that one in particular, we're running an RFP, request for proposal process, trying to find out from everything from music venues to uh, visual arts studios to um, maker labs and, uh, you know, people that are kind of more on the the, the making side of creative businesses, uh, what are their space needs and what are their challenges? And from there, we will start to look at whether it's suiting those organizations into city-owned spaces, you know, retrofitting them to, a, to be uh, creative spaces, or um, looking at potentially acquiring land and developing projects as well. Um, this is a long-term process, but we hope to make some initial investments and demonstrate how these public dollars can be used in this way 
probably in the next six to eight months. The projects won't be finished by then, but we'll at least be able to relay what those projects are based on what we've heard. Probably faster, again, faster working or a city project, but being conducted faster through ADC, ADC than normally would have been if it was. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because even just, you know, we can move faster. I know that ADCs in general have the ability, they follow a lot of public processes, but because they're not part of a huge bureaucracy, they can just kind of move a little bit faster. I mean, we're like a startup. We've got now three people. Mm -hmm. We have a couple of, we have a job posted for a community relations manager, which is key because we're only as good as our relationships with communities are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we really want to make sure we're, we're hyper tied to the places that we're working. Um, But but, you know, it's interesting because we'll still be kind of scaling up. Um, we have we have general counsel, but we may not have all our contracts in place for every type of thing that we need a contract for. So, you know, we're, we're assembling the plane as we fly it. Very good. And uh, I know David Culligan, uh, he's a friend of the show. He's been on. It was he was on before in a prior role with the Connect Development uh, Division of the City of Austin. Um, so you what are the what is his role, too? I know he, he just started with you all. Just want to give yeah. him a shout out. He's our, yes, he's our chief operating officer and he permanently came on board in February, but he's actually had been working full time on this organization through EDD as an employee there. Yeah. So he's, he's, we're super excited to now have a team. So my, my CEO's name is Teresa Alvarez. He's a longtime Austin resident and has been most recently working for Wells Fargo Community Development and the foundation, uh, but certainly has been involved in a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations in the city and brings a ton of great energy to the role. So we're super excited. And I should mention, we have a, t- a, a board of 20 people. I, so yes, it's a big board. A <laughs> and yeah. what, what are the overall, what's the future or what's the, the plan they're built out for ADC overall, like staff wise? Staff-wise, we do have a preliminary budget that was part of our initial plan um, that I think staffed up to five or six by the end of this fiscal year. And we're on the city's fiscal year, October October 1st through Mm -hmm. September 30th. Um, We, like anything else, you set up with a set of expectations for how the budget is going to be handled. And of course, even now, um, some of the very optimistic expectations that we'd start day one and we'd have a real estate transaction in three months that would start to bring money in the door, um, that's that's evolving. And so I think that as we see what the funding is for our own organization, we will probably staff up accordingly. So if South Central Waterfront, um, that will be a little bit more in the planning stages until the there's a couple of public finance tools established, and then we will have, you know, two or three dedicated people working on that. So it will scale up over the course of the next three years. Um, but I would say that other than a few additional people, we don't, I could use an army for all the projects we're involved right. in, but I think we're going to be looking to be pretty lean for a couple of years. I got it. And then um, for, for members of the public or business community who weren't aware of ADC before the show, how can they engage with y'all and again we'll put information about the different projects that are in y'all's pipe or projects or programs in y'all in your pipeline no alliteration there but what are ways that the the public again or you know or community groups or business entities or or interests can reach out and connect with y'all yeah, sure. I mean, our website, I would say we're getting to build it out with a little bit more information with our initial projects. Um, we certainly try to use that website on a frequent basis. Um, I will say we have social media. 
I think it's at ATX underscore Austin EDC, but I will tell you that we don't have a social media expert. I'm definitely not that person. So we're sort of building our community that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing people should know is specifically if you're in um, on the real estate side, have a project that you know that there's some public funding that would be a part of it, or you really want to partner with a local community and don't know how to do that. I think that's our sweet spot about being able to to really engage both public and private. Um, And if you're in a community and a group and you have a property or a project that is something that you've wanted to see happen in your neighborhood and you just feel like somebody needs to put the pieces together, uh, please call us. We'd love to talk to you all. And I think we don't have to only work on city projects. Um, That is not our requirement. It is what we're getting started with and getting kicked off with. And so in fact, knowing more about where Um, communities and developers or property owners see a need for us, we're happy to talk. Very good. And I want to close with this. uh, Two things, actually. One, I'll give a shout out to my colleague at the city of Houston, Josh Sanders, for connecting us prior to moving Mm -hmm. here. And then also, you know, you've been in Austin about six months now. What are your top three favorite things in Austin about Austin? I love I think this is the most hyper networked city I've ever worked in. And in a way that there's so many boards and commissions, there's a lot of participation. There's a lot of coalitions that have been built over the years. To me, that is the most resilient city when the when people are connected. There is definitely um, communication snafus that happen, I think, between public and private sometimes. Um, but I am really hopeful and optimistic to work in a place like this. That's one of my favorite things, actually. Um, I actually, you know, driving back to Houston to usually go to a grocery store that I love there. um, I will listen to like the planning commission on my way back. And it's a perfect amount of time for those types of, you know, listening. So that's my own podcast. I also love the fact I really didn't realize that the coffee and taco thing was as real and vibrant as it was. And so I truly love... um, not just that there are coffee and tacos, but the communities that each of those organizations or coffee shops or taco, um, you know, trucks do, they, they bring communities together. And so I love just spending time in those places. Any, um, yeah, wait, real quick on those two, any favorite taco places that might be controversial or coffee places? Oh, gosh, I couldn't pick a favorite yet. I'm still sampling them okay, all. That's like my smart. political That's out smart. on that Very one. Political move. That was good. Yeah. But I, and I also really just love, um, you know, it's it's related to the hyper network. It's a place that anyone who has a really good idea very quickly launch it. And it's a place where innovation can happen. I think that's a creativity that we see in Austin. It's not just about the music, live music. It's not just about the visual arts. It's not just about performance. It's about the fact that through these community spots, these like I call them third spaces where people come together, there's a lot of things that are more of a mashup. And I love mashups because that's where innovation happens. And I think without those types of community gathering, natural community gathering spots, not an official community center, um, you've got a lot of those in Austin. So I think it's a real strong foundation for an awesome future for the city. So despite the real estate prices, (laughs) and I'm daunted by that, but at the same time, I think it's an awesome place. All right, Anne, thank you for your time. Anne Gatling-Haynes is the Chief Transactions Officer for the Austin Economic Development Corporation. We'd love to have you back on the show in the future. Thank you again for your time. Thank you. Thank you, AJ.